New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's good to be back with you all. Andrew Cloud with you here, and I'm glad that you are continuing on with the Advent podcast. I'm thankful for you because, you know, just a little personal thing about me is I, I never really grew up doing Advent type stuff like this. And so I think it's really cool that New Vision has this book and we have this this podcast. And thank you for listening to the podcast so that I can have an opportunity to teach and uh, to, to participate with you guys doing this. And so um, got the book and we're following along. Hopefully you're following along with the book. You don't have to. Uh, this podcast is a standalone as well, but in the book, I think it's really cool. We talked about in previous weeks that the author's thesis, uh, it's a really good book. She's talking about how Christmas is kind of procedural and familiar, and we've really lost our awe. We've lost our joy of who Jesus is and why Christmas, you know, his birthday is so important. It's so miraculous because, you know, we need to be reminded. And it's not, we don't need to be reminded because we don't know, but we it's because we cease to be amazed because we hear it every year. And so why aren't we amazed? And so to that end, she has gone in her book almost every day, a different entry uh, has some, some you know, there's the Christmas text in there, but there's also some, you know, unconventional uh, other parts of the Bible that we wouldn't necessarily associate with Advent. And I think that's what's really cool is that we need to focus on the fullness. Uh, I said in, you know, a few weeks ago that we keep him in the manger uh, but we need to focus on the fullness of who Jesus is that he's seen in his word, the names that he uses to describe himself, how he's described, and, and some of those ideas that we see associated with Jesus. And um, So that's how we rekindle our joy and our awe during the Advent season. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad you're joining with us. And today we're going to be in John chapter 6, uh, verse 32. I'm actually going to go back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do John chapter 6, verse 25 through 35, and I'm going to read out of the ESV. Just a real quick setting, you know, you, you all have probably heard this uh, text as well before. It's the miraculous feeding of the 5,000, you know, and Jesus provides, and there's this huge crowd there, the 5,000, and he, uh, they, they basically are like, whoa, okay, we're, we're going to follow Jesus, and now he has this huge, you know, following and this huge popularity, and they, they want to make him king, but this is like, you know, the kind of king that's going to, you know, step into to, to the Roman occupation and depose Herod and overthrow and all that. And so this is more of a political Game of Thrones type desire for their king. And so Jesus withdraws and he's crossed the sea uh, and now he's on the other side. And so now we pick up in the story that these crowds are kind of chasing Jesus and they have this vision for what they want from their king. Uh, but they're missing the point of who Jesus really is. And so here we are in John chapter 6, verse 25. And again, this is the ESV. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. 
So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I think a lot of us has probably heard this before, and you know, when it comes to the names of Jesus, and we're talking about Advent, and you know, kind of interpreting this from the idea of Christmas, and seeing this text as it relates to Christmas, we're not keeping Jesus in the manger. We're looking at the names of Jesus, and so here he is. He's you know, another famous statement. He's saying, "Hey, I'm the bread. I'm the bread." And so I think we've lost our joy in Advent because when we hear that. I'm the bread. I mean, our minds went to, you know, those big loaves, the French loaves at the grocery store or something. We, we've got an image of that, you know, physical piece of bread. And so I, I think when when it comes to how we've lost joy in Advent, number one, we've lost joy in the Advent because we focus on the material easier than we focus on the spiritual. We've lost joy in Advent because we focus on the material easier than we focus on the spiritual. And this is a huge theme in the book of John. Uh, I am all, you know, he, he's making this I am statement. We've talked about that in the past. It's a, it's, there's double meaning here. And so there's something physical, but there's also something spiritual. And it's, you know, this kind of double level understanding. So in the book of John, this isn't a book study, but so far, if you had read in John, we've seen Jesus is talking about two different births. You got to be born and born again. Uh, there's two different waters you know, there's water to drink, and then there's living water that satisfies. And here he's focusing on two breads. There's a physical item to teach us a spiritual truth. And so when Jesus, he's talking about, you know, food that endures, uh, we if we're focused on the material, we hear that and we're like, cool, this is never-ending Kroger gift cards. I mean, this is good. Like, I'll never run out of this material thing. And it's easy to see, you know, these crowds, they're caught up in just understanding the the physical I want free bread, man. And, and Jesus tells them, and he's, they're like, hey, how'd you get here? He had walked on water the day before, or the night before, and they ask him, hey, how'd you get here? And instead of telling him and answering their question, he tells them what their motive is and what their reason is. Like, hey, you, you just want free meal. You just want free bread. And that's all it's about. It's all about physical for you. And as, as easy as it is for us to see that in this huge crowd, how often do we do that? We, we pray for all these physical things. And so we've lost joy in Advent because when Jesus came, we see him for the physical things that he provides. We think eternal bread means physical bread that lasts eternally, though there's a sense in which that's kind of true. In the new world, in the new creation, Jesus provides sustenance that provide. you know, there is a physical thing. There's a truth to that. There's a double meaning, like we said. And so it's not merely bread that endures eternally. It's eternal sustenance, which is Jesus in his very nature. This is the true God. And that's why, you know, we kind of bring up the manna and Moses and all that. That's what they heard. Oh, cool. Physical bread that falls down from heaven. That's heavenly bread. But no, this just is talking about Jesus himself. His very person provides life. We talked about that a couple weeks. I think it was last week when we did the podcast is you know, there's life and death, and Jesus is holding together all the molecules in our body. And so it's like, 
yeah, I mean, like physical bread's cool, but this is the author of life himself. And he's saying that, look, just as, as bread is necessary for physical survival, so I very in my being and necessary for uh, spiritual survival, for spiritual life. And so in Jesus, in himself, he's talking about, you know, the I am. And we said that a couple of days ago, you know, I am, he's talked about in the book of John so far, he's talked, you know, I'm the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the true vine. These I am statements is Jesus. He's saying, I'm God. I'm the author of life. And so we really lose our focus at Advent because it's so easy for us to focus on the material rather than the spiritual about Jesus and his very essence, his being, who he is as the God-man. Number two, at the end, I wanted it to kind of be practical and you know applicable. And so I, I think taking that in mind, the fact that we focus on the material, we've lost our joy in Advent because we'd rather chase that feeling. That's how I worded it. We'd rather chase that feeling. And so maybe we're, we've been in church a long time and we focus on Jesus, but let us try to identify with this crowd here, that, that part in us that, you know, I dude, you just want free bread, man. You just want God for what he gives you rather than God himself. We're all guilty of that. And so try to identify with the people in this text. In verse 28, they're chasing that feeling. Verse 28, they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And, you know, they, Jesus answered them, this is the work that you believe in him who he has sent. So in verse 28, we see that this, the crowds, they don't want to be given something. And I think that's true for all of us. We don't want to to be given something because then we kind of lose our our right, you know, that that kind of, well, oh, no, I want to work for it so that I'm justified in my use of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to earn our idols so that no one can criticize our enjoyment of them because we earned it. And so we hate, we buck up against the idea of anything that's given to us. And so the people are like, what, what do we got to do? You know, I want to chase that free bread. I want unlimited Kroger gift cards. What do I got to do to get that? Because that's my true idol. That's what I really want. And Jesus says, nope, you got to believe in me. That's the quote unquote work. And then in verse 35, they don't want to come to Jesus. They don't want to believe in Jesus. They want to chase after the other things, that bread, the physical bread. In verse 35, it says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. They don't want the kind of sustenance that Jesus provides. They want the short-term physical bread that provides for that hunger. But Jesus here is obviously talking about something spiritual. He said, all you have to do is come to me. You won't hunger. You won't be in want in this world of sin. You'll have true everlasting life and be right with the Father. You come to me, my sacrifice on the cross, that breaking of bread is what sustains you. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. And I think we don't want to do that. There's part of us that just doesn't want to be given something. We want to work for something. Part of us doesn't want to just come to Jesus. And I think this applies to Christmas season for sure, because I worded it, you know, we've lost joy of Advent because we're chasing that feeling. They're chasing that free bread. And we do that because, you know, at as just as literal bread only temporarily sustains physical life, so the stuff that we have around the Christmas season only sustains our temporary fleeting pleasures. And so we we too readily 
seek satisfaction from the, quote, bread of this world. I know you guys have heard that before. We need to hear it again. We need to hear it over and over again. We could go on and on with a list of material things that we all tend to focus on this season. No wonder. It's no wonder we lost our joy and our awe of the Advent season because we're focused on those things, myself included. And so I hope this has reminded you. I hope that you're tuning in tomorrow and continuing on this journey through the podcast. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the bread that truly sustains us, that our joy and everything comes from you and you alone. Father, forgive us, forgive myself included, for all the things, the stuff, the ideas, those things that we try to replace you with and forget that you are the only thing that sustains. Father, may your Holy Spirit enliven us and open our eyes and open our minds and our hearts to the joy of this season that we can truly see in you as the bread. Thank you for my friends and listeners, and we ask these things in your name. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.